for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3. On the FM dials, we take you up until noon, two hours away from Murph and Andy, the Fanatics. Follow them in here at 3 o'clock. Well, Iowa State just got a commitment. The I don't know if he's the heir apparent to Brock Purdy or not, but Rocco Becht is his name. He's a three-star from Florida, Lane Kiffin, and uh, Old Miss had offered hmm. And Iowa State is where he will play uh, his college football. Six foot one, hundred and ninety pounds. Wildgrass High School. Have you heard of that? I have, I have not. not. No. Uh, anyways, a three-star kid from the uh, state of Florida, Rocco Beck, QB, headed to Ames. We're going to head to Ames, Trent. How about that? I the like magic that. of radio. Uh, he's Dave Sproul, K A S I fourteen thirty on the AM dial. He covers Iowa State, and he joins us. Hello, Dave Sproul, Trent, and Ken. How are you? Well, guys, I'm getting my first dose of the vaccine this afternoon, and I'm going to a twin game tomorrow, so I am feeling real good about that right now. Atta boy, good for you on both counts. Hopefully, well, Buxton doesn't play today, so he, well, I guess he could. <laughs> hey, slow down, before. slow down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's let's start with your twins, because I love talking uh, twins baseball with with uh, hardcore fans, as well, like one I work with, and obviously one who joins us a couple of times during the season, but during the offseason once a week, and that's you, Dave Sprouse. So, um, I mean, you're, the starting pitching has been terrific. Uh, Byron Buxton has been the story. I mean, one of the stories, good stories in baseball, finally putting it together. Again, it's only a week, but so far so good for him, and he is pounding the baseball. What's different? Well, you know, one of the quotes I saw, I think it was this week going around uh, from, from Byron Buxton, when he was talking about being a dad and how that's kind of helped put things in perspective. I think he has a couple kids now, and, you know, he's really kind of taking a step back and, and – put the whole baseball thing into a larger context of his life. And and because of that, he's feeling a little more relaxed now, heading onto the field, some more confident, and less, less pressure on himself and more of a belief that he can get things done. And obviously he's playing pretty uh, loose and free right now and just having an absolute blast and he's fun to watch. It's been awesome to see the White Sox. Indians maybe do not appear to be the team here. It's ultimately going to be about October, but heading up to Target Field. You're a Minnesota guy going up there. What's the, what's the ritual? Is it getting yourself a grain belt? Is it getting yourself, there's no dome dogs anymore, but a hot dog. What's your game day ritual when you get up to Target Field? Yeah, the grain belt Northeast is my recommendation right. there at the ballpark. If you're, if you're going for a beer, uh, there's a place that uh, last I knew it was in center field. They might've moved it since, uh, you know, last couple seasons called red cow and they sell a burger there. That's fairly reasonable price for ballpark food. And it's a really, really good burger. Uh, that's that's my go-to on game day. Is that the private area in center field? Uh, no, there is kind of a, uh, sort of a private area. Mm-hmm. There is one that's kind of more like a bar lounge. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. That are becoming more common in, in uh, stadiums. And I think you have to have a particular ticket to be in that area. But there's another area there, too, where it's, it's more of a private area where you buy your ticket and you get unlimited food and drink. It's, it's near that area, but not actually in that area. What's What's the bar? Hubert's. Hubert's is the one back Hubert's. behind home plate. There's yes. a couple of them out in left field. 
if people have never been to Target Field, it's, and it's, it's beautiful. It is. Yep. And I tell people, especially first-timers, don't spend money on a really good ticket. Get a cheap ticket and walk around. You can mm-hmm. see the ball game from anywhere. It's so well-built, and there's so many places to explore, to sit down, to watch the game from. Just do that your first time at Target no, Field. I, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's a great watch. Um, well, Dave, uh, good for you on both counts. Excited for you to uh, get that shot in the arm and the relief that comes along uh, with it. Um Hopefully that'll work out for you and you won't get any side effects from that. And you'll be able to sit in the ballpark and enjoy the game. So let's talk Iowa State. Uh, I know spring football is going on, but want to start basketball with you, Dave. And look, the Rasir Bolton kind of came out of left field, right? That he re, um, reaffirmed on March the 11th that he's excited to go forward with this team. And, and uh, it depends on who you listen to as to how this thing came to an end, but we know that it did, and I don't think it was Bolton's uh, doing. I don't think it was him that decided to go elsewhere. Uh, did Was it TJ and him sitting down? Was it his teammates actually having a vote and didn't want to play with him? Because that's out there as well. What have you heard, Dave? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything other than what's been you know out there in the media and the social media posts that Rajir Bolton put up himself clearly indicates it wasn't his choice. I mean, he didn't come right out and say it, but he's saying it without saying it. It wasn't his choice to leave Iowa State, which did catch me a little bit by surprise. We talked before. I thought he'd be a good guy to have around just for a cultural kind of fit because he really showed a a strong commitment to Iowa State, not just playing for Steve Prohm, but he really seemed to enjoy the whole Iowa Mm -hmm. State experience of of being, you know, playing at Hilton Coliseum and being a part of of the Iowa State community. Uh, So I'm going to conclude, this is an interpretation, not you know, absolute knowledge, but I'm going to include this was TJ setting him down and saying, look, I think it's just time to make a clean break. We want to move on. It'd probably be in your best interest to go elsewhere. And so he's, he's going elsewhere. Uh, I, we knew this was going to be a rebuild, but it, yeah. it seems like TJ's kind of tearing this down to the studs now, and he's going to try to build it back up. And, you know, I, I, I guess we can wait and see now to see if he, you know, adds in a couple more transfers. I'm sure he will. And we'll wait and see what kind of transfers he's able to draw to Iowa State. There's, of course, a long list, as we've talked so much about the transfer portal, different guys that are out there. Is it becoming any more clear, the targets? There's a lot of guys that seemingly always have Iowa State on the list when they come out of 10-12. But do you, can you narrow it down any more than where we were a week or two ago? No, I really can't, unfortunately. It's, tough, um, yep. it's, it's Yeah, it's so. there's so many names out there in the portal, and I'll give a shout out to Matthew Bain at the register. I think he wrote mm-hmm. something this week about some of the potential candidates and who are some of the guys that he's heard Iowa State is in on from his research with uh, high school and AAU coaches and all the chatter going on. So uh, I'll, I'll refer you to that. In the meantime, sit back and wait and see. You know, it's going to be pretty telling, I think, about what kind of program T.J. Alselberger wants to build based on the kind of uh, transfers and other recruits that he brings in here for his first go-round. Uh, well, we shall uh, wait and see. I think that's where everybody's at right now. There's certainly going to be, um, what are we, over 1,200 now, I think, kids in the transfer pool right now. And not all 1,200 of those kids aren't going to find a new school, but certainly a good majority of them will. And, and T.J. Otzelberger can always dangle the biggest carrot of them all, which is playing time right away mm-hmm. uh, in Ames. So let's move to the football program. And I'm glad that uh, the Gyro Brock's name seemed to get a lot of I got some ink. Uh, it was talked about. Shieldhouse, I believe, was uh, was the uh, one of the assistants that was speaking of him uh, earlier this week. And you got to you know tip your cap to him in a lot of ways because him and Brees Hall come out come in at the same time, and there was 
you know, a lot of back and forth of, of these two freshmen. Well, which one's going to be the bell cow when it's all said and done? Is this going to be Brock's job? Hall can't beat him out. Well, vice versa, etc. Clearly, Brees Hall has established himself as one of the best to play the position in the history of Iowa State after what we've seen of him in his first couple of years. Jairel Brock has had to wait his turn behind Kanae Wongo. Johnny Lang got some carries. There were other uh, running backs that got carries, but Brock stayed the course, and I know he had some injuries, but I'm glad he's still here, and now it looks finally, Dave, that he's going to get his opportunity, not to get the majority of the carries, but certainly have a big impact on this team when he does. Yeah, and it was interesting, you know, when he when he spoke with the media this week, he was asked about, you know, why wouldn't you transfer a guy in his position? It would be really easy to go elsewhere and, you know, become the starter somewhere else. And he said, you talked about a lot of the things that Matt Cavill talks about and other players talk about when they talk about what they like about Iowa State. And he talked about the culture and, just, you know, being with his teammates and his coaches and being in a place that he feels comfortable with and he has a, a role and, you know, he might not be the starter, but he's just using that as motivation to work harder and try to earn more playing time. Obviously, it's going to be tough to do behind Brees Hall, but we saw over the course of last season that, you know, as the season went along, he did get more playing time. And part of that was because, you know, Hall was carrying so much of the load. They wanted to take some of the burden off of his shoulders and keep him fresher as he got late into the season. But the other part was it, Brock was turning into a very effective runner. He was doing a good job in his role as the backup and doing a good job of, you know, getting four, six yards of carry as a reliable running back and giving. Brock or giving Brees Hall as much as a quarter of a game, you know, off to rest up and, and, and get ready to finish strong. So he's got a role on this team and he is a, somebody they are counting on. And it seems like he understands that he appreciates that. And he just really feels like he's in, in the right place for him. So uh, earlier in the week, we heard from the new safety coach, Dion Broomfield, two parts. Boy, I feel very old. Dion Broomfield is now a coach, but that ascension Brother, too. I'm right there with you. <laughs> you know that ascension. He's still only 29 to have a job at a power conference for him. At, at a position. Mm-hmm. I think shows you just what people think about him. I know he talked a little bit about an internship he did before he started his NFL career. And boy, you walk into a good situation. That safety uh, mm-hmm. meeting room. There's a lot of talent in there for Iowa State. Yeah, it's, it's nice to walk into a room where Eisworth. Greg Eisworth is already there to establish himself as the unquestioned leader, uh-huh. kind of the heart and soul of that unit, if, if not you know one of the best leaders I think I've seen around uh, in my time uh, covering Iowa State. And you can say the same about Deion Broomfield because I can remember yeah. watching him play and interviewing him as a player. And he was a guy who had a pretty similar approach, I think, to Greg Eisworth, which is you know work hard, know your stuff, and and do things the right way. And so he's definitely, he and Eisworth are definitely going to be on the same page. And you got a really talented youngster like Aishin Young to, yes. to work with as well. Um, and so, and, and another part of it too, and I, I asked uh, Dion this myself about, you know, coming back. And he said, yeah, it was, it was kind of a goal to come back to Iowa mm-hmm. State. And part of that was not just because he had played here, but because Matt Campbell, as the head coach, has done a good job of being welcoming to former players and having them come in for, for practices or film sessions or just to, to catch up and visit and, talk about coaching or football or whatever, and that's a big reason that uh, I'm sure Dion, you know, got the consideration he did for the opening and part of the desire to come back to Iowa State. And uh, I couldn't be more impressed, uh, as you guys said, with his career trajectory. He's certainly a guy who's on his way to, you know, being perhaps a head coach down the line. But uh, I think, you know, it, it might not be too long before maybe he's a defensive coordinator or, or at least taking on a, a bigger role 
and then just a position coach and a defensive staff. Yeah, I've never understood that when, when a new coach comes in that doesn't welcome back the people that were there before him, right? The players that were there before him. I never understood it. Uh, anyway, so let's, uh, let, let's move on. Have you heard, Dave, and maybe there has been and I have missed it, uh, has there been any announcement of an opportunity for Cyclone fans to watch this team practice? Not necessarily a you know spring game or a scrimmage, anything like that. Uh, has there been any announcement that they're going to throw the doors open at Jack Trice, at least a portion of it, uh, and allow Cyclone fans to come and watch their team at all this spring? Yeah, no word on that yet. I think we've got about three more weeks of, of spring practice here coming up. Uh, they practice, I think, just about every other day or three or four times a week, uh, I think, is the schedule. And um, So there's another couple, three weeks of, of practice left before they wrap things up. And I don't know, we talked about this last week a little bit. I'd be a little bit surprised, uh, at least, that if, if they do something, I'd I would imagine. I haven't heard anything about this either, but I think FanFest is probably going to come back. That's something it did during the summer. Every sports program was involved, including the entire football team, and it wasn't a situation where you got to watch you know, folks practice, but at least you got the opportunity to get an autograph or talk with the coaches or things like that, and, and I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if that comes back maybe in August or late July once you know, more vaccinations roll out and we, you get a, a safer feeling about pulling off an event like that. Uh, I'm not saying that's for certain, but I think that's something is something like that is more, more likely than I would say a spring game or an open spring practice. But, uh, you know, we'll wait and see. Maybe they will come up with, with something for the fans to be able to come watch the team at least run around on the field. Going hand-in-hand hand with that, then uh, I'll look towards the end of summer. Big 12 media days, What what is your speculation? Is it going to be on-site or is it going to be all through Zoom again? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really good question. I think they're going to make every effort to do it in person. I uh, so. Probably, you know, come come August, I, I I would imagine, you know, we'll probably be in a better place with more people vaccinated, more you know players and media members who will be in attendance will probably all uh, be pretty well vaccinated by then. So I, I think, you know, traditionally what it's July, August when, July, when they yeah. do that. So yeah, so you know, by then maybe I'm being overly optimistic. I think there there will be an opportunity uh, to do that in person and. Hopefully, you know, that'll be the case going forward because uh, I don't know if the, you know, people who consume media, listen to the radio and TV, see the interviews on TV or read the papers, if, if you can tell any difference. Uh, but for me, uh, there's nothing quite the same as being, you know, right next to a guy, being able to look him in the eye and have a more conversational yep. kind of meeting because I think when you're visiting with somebody in person, whether it's an interview format or just a conversation, you know, it's a little bit, I think it's more at ease in a manner of speaking to be able to look at somebody and see, be there in person where you get a more formal kind of stiff feeling from a, a Zoom meeting or something like that. And let's be honest, you've made an art of knowing where to stand. So you're going to show up on the six o'clock news in, in the interview in the scrum. Um, you've made it you an art for me. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> uh, Dave, great stuff. Um, best of luck uh, with, with both, uh, you know, getting that shot and uh, getting that shot in the arm. And hopefully the only side effect you feel is the sore arm, which seems to be the case with most people. Uh, but even if you are a little bit under the weather, I'm sure once you walk into Target Field, drink everything that, will be fine. Drink that green belt with the opposite <laughs> hand. You'll be all right. Uh, you thank you, Dave. You we'll, talk to, we'll talk to you in a week's time. Enjoy the game. Thank you, guys. Good to talk to you, Dave Sproul. KSI fourteen thirty on the AM dial off to Target Field. Good for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking at a little bit more here on the newest Iowa State quarterback commit, uh-huh. Rocco Becht. His dad, Anthony Becht, former really? NFL tight end, yeah. played at West Virginia. Uh-huh. West Virginia hadn't offered yet, 
But uh, I wonder if that's one maybe down the line you'd be concerned about. Still, a pretty nice get it looks like here. Uh, look How at the high school the school that he plays in? I didn't see what class okay. they're in, but... Numbers don't wow you. 53% completion percentage, 1,500 yards passing. Is he a dual threat? He is not. He's a pro, a pocket passer, yeah. pro style is what he is considered, but had a really big spring on the 7-on-7 seven seven circuit, and that's where his stock really started to rise. Well, he's now uh, sitting as a three-star, and mm-hmm. uh, he is uh, committed to Iowa State here within the last uh, half hour, so at least that knowledge became public. Tom Kakert. Will join us. We will discuss the Hawks next. We are, what, 25 minutes or thereabouts away from giving four of you listeners an opportunity to win some Claxon's Barbecue. Again, if, you, if you're planning on getting in, put those thinking caps on. The final uh, of the Frozen Four, UMass and St. Cloud State, is going to be one of the four props or questions that we give you. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO and 106. Net. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa features Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. Or you can find them online at washersystems.com. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at Graphite GRP Work. Minutes shy of eleven thirty here on a Friday. Fifteen minutes. We'll give four of our listeners an opportunity to win Claxon's barbecue again. The new rules for two thousand twenty-one. Not only can you win only once a month, you can only play once a month. So we'll hear from four of you coming up here in about fifteen minutes. We're going to hear from Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com right now. Tom, Trent, and Ken. Good to speak with you. How are you? Doing terrific. Got my second COVID shot. So I'm all right. When did you get it, Tom? Yesterday. Any side effects? No, other than my arm being a little bit yeah. sore today, um, I've been fine. Uh, similar, similar to the first one. I mean, similar uh, side effect, or in your case, no side effects. Yeah, nothing really. Bad so, boy. Good. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm I'm pretty pretty pleased that uh, <laughs> all you get is a. A little bit of a sore arm. You're you're doing well. Hell yeah, baby. Hell <laughs> yeah, uh, Tom. Lots of ground to cover with you. I want to start where Trent and I spent some of our first hour of the program, at least the end of it. We're we're, we're dumbfounded that there has not been a sports betting company in our state post a line on the Cyhawk game. I don't know what they're waiting for. I honestly don't. Uh, but they are for some reason. So you get to set it, Tom Kakerd. <laughs> uh, the Cyhawk game in Ames. What would you start? Just a starting point. What would you post the number at? Don't you have to put the cyclones are going to be a favorite for sure. Absolutely. I would say probably like four. 
You're with Trent. Was I was higher. I was six and a half. Trent yeah, was four and a four half. Yeah. So we're in the same ballpark. But the other thing is, if Tom's putting this line over on the east side of the That's state. That's a good point. If this is at Riverside, yeah, yeah. it's going to lean more in that three to four. Jefferson, yes. ten and a half. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the point that you get into, too. It'll be fun to see the operators in the different parts of the state. Yeah, Shop around. There might be uh, some middling opportunities Absolutely. out there, too. I had some fun with that with Elite this uh, fall, getting some of those middle spots there. So Iowa football is upon us. Spring football is here. Your first opportunity just over a week away from seeing them, Tom. The quarterback debate. Surprise one? Right. I think that's the easiest way to go. Is this really a competition? No. (laughs) No. I mean, you know, they could say that it is, but I don't see any scenario where Alex Padilla or Deuce Hogan jumps over Spencer Mm -hmm. Petras when they take the field against Indiana. Uh, Unless the only scenario is if Spencer Petras got hurt. That would be it. Right. Otherwise, Spencer Petrus is the quarterback, and they, oh, we're doing all the we're doing all the all the things with the rotations, and we're doing you know equal reps. But it's going to be Spencer Petrus. It certainly seems like that. So let me ask you, Tom. Not that uh, confidence off the field on a Zoom call with reporters means anything, but on the other hand, it can mean that you know that he realizes that he has to you know take more of a leadership role. So maybe it does mean something. When you guys have had a top opportunity to Zoom with Petrus, do you notice any difference in that regard? Not really. Um, he's always been a pretty composed, confident, well-spoken guy he's just he's always kind of exuded confidence the confidence of a leading quarterback um i I thought the interesting thing was that he essentially said i don't i don't care what fans say uh, the other day which i thought was interesting um you know and that's probably the way he should be because if you're listening to that stuff then you're probably listening you're not listening to your coaches enough and they're probably the people you need to listen to and and uh, frankly what fans say can get in your head and mess with you, I think. So he's probably better off just listening to uh, Kirk Ferentz, Brian Ferentz, Ken O'Keefe, and doing what they want him to do, which I think is, is what he's doing. Developmentally, uh, there were times where he just looked like a, a deer in headlights. He, he'd get that vapor lock where he just couldn't pull the trigger, and when he did, it'd be at the wrong time. Spring practice, you would think, would help with that. What other things do you think they're working at mechanically? I know he talked a lot about Mac Jones and in terms of accuracy. What else is Petrus working at in this spring? Well, I think getting rid of the ball quicker and just making those decisions and being more decisive instead of kind of thinking about it. And I think that's what you were talking about is there were times I think he was just thinking about it. And then he would get to the point where he's trying to throw it in, through a shoebox or to a shoebox or something where the, the, the window's gone and where he, he talked about getting rid of it in two and a half seconds and how his completion percentage was much higher when he did that. So um, I think that's vitally important for him to just kind of get that comfort level um, where he's able to get rid of the ball quickly. You know, the other thing that was interesting just talking to these guys is um, the, how many guys have not, you know, Bray Braithwaite brought it up about how many of these guys I've never had spring ball. Tyler Goodson's played two full seasons as a starter, basically the entire time, and this is his first time having spring football. Yeah, because high school and then obviously COVID. 
Yeah, Dane Belton, same thing. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Uh, Tom, I know another name that keeps coming up, and, and look, they're so loaded in the secondary. Iowa is, and here comes Xavier Williams, who's got one year to play, and he had opportunities yeah. to play in the Big Twelve, and he had an opportunity. Where was the other one? Trent? NC State. Yeah, I think it was. Rings a bell. So. Um, Obviously, Tom, he's a, he's a confident kid, and he's not going to come there to, to stand on the sidelines or think. Or at the very least, he thought that there was an opportunity for him to play. That's good that there's going to be competition. What do you think when you hear Xavier Williams? What do you think? Um, you know, what will his season be like? As we sit here in the first, second week of April, I get it, um, but but he's going to get his chance, is he not? I would think so, but I'm just not sure where. Yeah. Uh, Phil said he's going to play corner, or at least work at cornerback, and those two spots are occupied. I think the thing that happened was that Hankins decided to come back for mm. an extra year, which he was allowed to do mm-hmm. due to COVID. So I think that was the thing that uh, otherwise, you know, Williams is probably competing with Terry Roberts for a, a starting job. And Terry Roberts is another kid Hell that yeah. probably. Played played well enough to merit getting a long look as a starter, and he probably would have gotten that long look. He's been a, a an ace on special teams uh, for going on two years and performed really well there. And you know he's kind of stuck on that depth chart, but you know that's a good thing to have if you're Iowa that you want as many guys as possible, and um, and they're kind of stacked up at cornerback right now, which is which is good. But next year they're going to be without. Um, Moss and and uh, and Hankins for sure. I shouldn't say that we'll be without Moss because Moss could technically, I guess, come back again. Get another season in a Hawkeye uniform. Yeah, going to be a great group, I think, out there. Tom, kind of a, a different type of question here. See, Major League Baseball teams, they're getting their COVID shots as a whole, uh, having opportunities for the guys to do it. What are you hearing both at Iowa and just collegiately in general? I can't remember running across anything what is going to be happening as it pertains to getting vaccines in the arms of these athletes? And by the time we get to football season, when we get around to September, the likelihood that, I don't know, 80, 90% of the guys, if they want it, have a shot in the arm. Yeah, that's a good question. And we haven't really had a chance to explore that with, um, you know, it's probably a question they're going to defer to Kirk. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I even tried to ask, uh, Ray Brightwhite the other day about about where Ivory Kelly Martin is at in terms of his rehab. So I'm sure he's managing much of that, and he deferred me to to Kirk Ferentz. So I don't know that we'll get a whole lot until we get to talk to Kirk, and hopefully that'll be next Saturday. And that's a good question to ask him. I think Petrus said that he got he got vaccinated. Oh, okay. He mentioned that he did um, get get a shot or, or both shots. Um, I would think that. That's something that they can start taking care of. Um, didn't didn't Iowa, the state of Iowa, announce something about trying to get it on the the at least the Johnson and Johnson one on on campuses on the Iowa campus? I and don't know. I hadn't seen that yet. Kind of widely distributed. Yeah, I thought I thought Governor Reynolds had said something about that in the last week or so. Could so be right. Perhaps that's happening, and and that would be good if those guys can get that taken care of and, and uh, get get themselves vaccinated. Then that's Leading to you know more freedom. I'm I'm excited about next Saturday. We'll get to have yeah. hands and hands. And, Absolutely. And um, you know it's just gonna it'll feel like maybe the first normal thing in in a while for um, for Iowa fans.
I think we're we're on the cusp of the roaring 20s. I know it's been done 100 years ago, but I just think it's coming back. Anyways, uh, let's get to basketball. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. And the, and the one name that seems to be you know as, as prominent as any right now, and on certainly the minds of Hawkeye basketball fans, is Liam Robbins. And apparently um, Trent uh, thinks it's down to Vanderbilt, and his uncle is going to get a, an assistant job there. But apparently uh, Liam Robbins' mom is really pushing uh, for him to be a Hawkeye. We all hope that his mom wins out in this little uh, family dispute. What are you hearing, Tom? Where's Liam Robbins going to spend next season? Yeah, I think it is down to Vanderbilt in, in Iowa. Now, Vanderbilt has not announced that Ed Conroy is going to be an assistant. I talked to our Vanderbilt guys yesterday, uh, Chris Lee, one of our Vanderbilt guys, and he's been covering for a long time, and he said, yeah, the hiring thing, it's just it's kind of messy there where it takes several weeks for it to kind of go official. But um, he said that, you know, Stack, Jerry Stackhouse, the head coach, has been kind of uh, his sales pitch has been, hey, your uncle's going to be here. And, by the way, I played in the NBA a long time, and I know how, how to get you to the league. And that's kind of a big thing for him, uh, for Liam right now, is that he's, you know, trying to put himself in a position to get – to the NBA eventually. So um, I, I think that's a sales pitch that sells with him. But he's also really close with his family. Um, you know, even the the drive to Minneapolis this past year, I've heard, was, was kind of challenging for them family-wise. He's got a younger sister who's special needs, um, and he's very close to her. So, you know, Nashville's further away. Nashville's, mm-hmm. what, eight, nine hours away from uh, Quad City. So it's... Um, you know, I, I I think I was put up put together a really good uh, vision for him, and I, I think um, they've made a pretty strong pitch. Um, I don't think there's anybody else that's involved right now other than Iowa and Vanderbilt, and Vandy's only involved because um, Ed Conroy's there. And um, but it's funny because you know if Mom's pushing. Uh, Mom's also Ed's sister, <laughs> so that makes it even more more interesting. Is that uh, you know, mom's going against her, her own brother in some ways, but I, I just think they they. I think I was in pretty good shape here. What Liam told me the other day was that he's hoping to have a decision by early in the week next week. So. Listen to your mom. Yes, yeah, mom's always right. Right. Yeah. How about uh, Philip Rabaka, the the guy from North Dakota? We've talked about him a little bit. Is this a possibility both these guys would come in, or is he more of a backup plan if Liam Robbins would decide to go elsewhere? Yeah, that's unclear right now. Iowa didn't like put a scholarship offer on the table for Rebecca, but okay. um, he's a guy that um, is an option. I wouldn't be surprised if they took both of them. I think that that would be kind of a tell, though, on how they feel about Josh Agundale uh, for next year yeah. mm-hmm. or anything else. Um, but He'd be an interesting guy. He's, um, you know, I didn't watch a ton of Summit League, but, you know, he's second team Summit League, and we saw what the Summit League did with uh, Moore Roberts, who mm-hmm. finished fourth in the league this past year. And then, you know, they played really well in the NCAA tournament, have some good players. And this guy, you know, is 17 and seven, something like that last year. So he's um, shown that he's capable. He's got some size, can step out, shoot a little bit, and uh, he's kind of feisty. So, um, he'd be an interesting player. Um, I just don't know if Fran wants, but 
he's probably a one-year guy along with Robbins, so those scholarships come off the books. So um, as long as he feels comfortable with what he's got, the wing position, and I've heard maybe that, you know, we might see more. Um, it might have been a tip or kind of a, um, you know, kind of a, a little tell is heard that maybe some of the, like the Murray twins are working more wing stuff right now than than they had been in the past. So perhaps Fran is thinking you get Robbins, you get Rebecca, and you're you're going to, you know, maybe be able to play those guys at the at the three a little bit more. Interesting. Uh, Tom Kankert, HawkeyeReport.com. When does Wieskamp uh, let us know what he's going to do? Is Well, we're, we're, look, he'd be crazy not to put his name in uh, to, to get that feedback. When do you think that'll happen, Tom? I think that's probably, again, pretty soon. Um, you know, from what I understand, he's he's been out in Las Vegas doing some work. So um, I, I think he's kind of mentally already on to that next thing. I think Joe's kind of done uh, you know, everybody, I know people say, oh, he's not going to get drafted high. Oh, he's not going to do this or that. I think he's just ready to move on to that next next thing in his life. I don't know that he'll announce, I'm done, I'm signing with an agent right away, but I think that's, that's where it'll end up. Tom Kaker at com. That's where we'll end up for another week. We'll talk to you next Friday, Tom. Thank you for doing this for us. We'll talk to you uh, again a week from now. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Tom Kakert. HawkeyeReport.com. Liam Robbins, listen to your mother, young man. Look at you over there. Keeping I want it to be good. I want yeah. Iowa State to be good. I want Iowa to be good. It's selfish, right? Drake and you and I, and let's well, have all I, four of them the make the tournament. Well, Drake's going to be good. The Drake's going to be good. Drake's going to be good. I think you and I is going to be pretty good. I do, good. too. They're going to get that kid back who's not bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that helps in a big yeah, time say. way. He was, he, was, he was tinkering with the NBA after his freshman year in the Valley. Speaking of not bad. I was making fun of your love of Tommy Fleetwood's long, flowing locks. That hole-in-one kind of rebooted him a little bit. He's four under today. Is he really? He's four under, now two under for the tournament. And he's 49 to one. Yes, he is. He's got a ticket ticket on that one. Fleetwood. I just pulled a couple of names out of my, you know what? Yes, Finau's yeah. the other one for mm-hmm. me. That's great. I can't wait to go home and watch it. Anyways, uh, right now, let me unbusy these phone lines. That means we will give four of you an opportunity to win Claxon's barbecue. First four callers right now. As long as you haven't played within the last month, two eight four five nine six six two eight four five nine six six. Commissioner Condon keeps really good track of this. If he sees somebody trying to sneak in after three weeks, he'll boot your you-know-what out. Uh, if you're getting a ring, that means you're in. In theory. Right. Doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to get past the commissioner. Uh, many have tried. Few have succeeded. Claxton's giveaway next. 1460 KXNO. 106. Trek Condon here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times, and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, 
They're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always have to Miller Condon, welcome back. 1460 KXNO 106.3 on the FM dial. Claxton's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street, southwest in Altoona. Online, you can find them at klaxonbbq.com. Klaxonbbq.com in business in Altoona for about 25 years. That means they're doing something right in the restaurant business to maintain their place and their foothold as long as they have. Claxon's Barbecue will give two of our listeners an opportunity to win either a $35 gift certificate if you get the most right or 25 if you finished second. Ryan, Steve, Paul, and Frank in that order. Ryan is up first. How are you, sir? You. Good, thank you. Uh, here we go. Justin Rose, Patrick Reed, Jordan Spieth, Mark Leishman, Webb Simpson, or Colin Matsuyama. You can have those six golfers or the field to win the Masters. Um, I'll take those six. Taking that six. St. Cloud State versus UMass in the Frozen Four, the championship of college hockey tomorrow. St. Cloud State or UMass? St. Cloud. Sunday night baseball, the Phillies at Atlanta. Who would you like in that one? Uh, Phillies. Uh, does Nelson Cruz or Byron Buxton hit a home run in the two remaining games this weekend? Uh, I'll go no. Here's the tiebreaker, Ryan. Closest without going over. O- uh, Oakland versus Houston. The A's versus the Astros. Total runs in the three-game set. Closest without going over. Um, 19. 19. Ryan, have a good weekend. Thank you. Uh, Steve is next with Miller and Condon. Hi, Steve. Hi, guys. All right. Uh, Rose, Reed, Spieth, Leishman, Simpson, Matsuyama. You can have those six or the field to win the Masters. Those six? You're taking the six-pack. St. Cloud State or UMass? Who wins the Frozen Four? St. Cloud. All right. Sunday night baseball, Philadelphia at Atlanta. Who are you going to take in that one? ATL. ATL for you. Now, Nelson Cruz or Byron Buxton hit a home run in the two games remaining this weekend? Sure. All right. A's Astros, three game series. Total run scored. Both teams closest without going over. 25. Steve, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Paul is next. Hello, Paul. Hi. Uh, Rose, Reed, Spieth, Leishman, Simpson, Matsuyama, those six or the field? Give me the field. St. Cloud State or UMass wins the national championship? UMass. Phillies, Braves, Sunday night baseball. Braves. Nelson Cruz, Byron Buxton, do they hit a home run this weekend? Yes. Uh, here's the tiebreaker. A's-Astros, three-game set. Total runs, closest without going over. 20. Paul, have a good weekend. Thank you. 
Thank you. You too. Yeah, thank Bye. you. And uh, Frank brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hello, Frank. Hello. How are you doing? Doing fine, thank you. Uh, Rose, Reed, Spieth, Leishman, Simpson, Matsuyama. Those six okay. or the field? I'll take the field. St. Cloud State or UMass in the national championship? UMass. Phillies Braves on Sunday night baseball. Who's going to win? Philly. Cruz or Buxton. Will either of them hit a home run in the remaining two games this weekend? Yes. A's Astros three game set. Total runs closest without going over. 18. 18. Frank, have a good weekend. Thank you, sir. Thank you, and thank you to Claxons. 3131. Southwest in Alther, Southwest 8th Street in Altoona, ClaxonBBQ.com. What does your weekend have in store? Uh, heading north this weekend, going to see the parents. Good. They were away. Their uh, shots, we have been, got all our shots. Jack got a negative COVID test, That's which good. was not fun which Wednesday when I was. Wednesday. Oh, that was. I, 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 I can't imagine. Poor little dude. Yeah, right. And it was quick, but just walking in the doctor's Nose office. Nose for kids, too? No, it was throat. It was okay. a throat swab didn't look real comfortable. I was going to say, I'm not sure which is which is better. Yeah, I, I don't think you want something up there, though, in a 19-month-old's oh. nose. Oh, he'd be jumping around. But, uh, yeah, I got the negative test, so we're good there. Going to go home, see some family. Um, watch, some, watch some golf. Heading to Decora. I'm going to check out, maybe have a cold one in Decora and the great brewery up there. Nice. So, yeah, toppling Goliath this weekend. And uh, watch a lot of golf. Yep. And it's too. my birthday on Sunday. Uh, yeah. What the heck? And it it falls every seven years on yeah. Master Sunday, and nice. Those are ones that are very easy to say. You know what I want to do on my birthday? Uh-huh. I want to watch golf. I want to put my Leave feet daddy up. alone. <laughs> that is all I need for a birthday present on Sunday. Love it. It's good for you. All right. Uh, well, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the golf. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy whatever you're doing. I think Sunday's supposed to be decent, so golf courses should be packed. And no antiquing for you this weekend, because you get shot number two this afternoon. An hour and five minutes, but who's counting? And you can say, you know, I really would have loved to go this weekend, <laughs> but I'm going to be watching golf, and my arm's pretty sore, right? Well, I'm, I'm just the driver. I'm <laughs> just the driver. All right. Uh, tomorrow morning, we got more local programming. Don't forget that Saturday morning, Sean Roberts. Uh, Zamora, they do a terrific job. Justin Miller in here as well. Uh, They'll talk sports tomorrow from 8 until noon. More local programming in an hour. Murph and Andy, then the Fanatics at 3. Morning Rush kicks off another week Monday morning at 6. We're Miller and Condon. We man the 10 to noon shift Monday through Friday. On Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and own 106.3 FM. Have a great weekend.